by your wedding day. Such memories. Your smiling face, the love in her eyes, promising of a lifelong journey of understanding and support. So what the fuck happened? You out the house, she got the car, and you're recovering on your homeboy's couch or even worse, in your parents' basement. Life after marriage is not something most men are prepared for. Many don't even talk about the issues that affected what was supposed to be one of the best things that ever happened. What now? How does your life start over? It's time to talk about it. The Lame Show starts now. All right, welcome to the Lame Show. Life after marriage ends. Lame We're show, your hosts, Daniil, Drew, Jamal, Kier, myself, Goran. Yo, we're chopping it up today. Um, you know, the fellas, all of us have kids, and um, you know, I think all of us have done a pretty good job of of co-parenting. Um, but we're really gonna, you know, dig in and ask an expert today to really help us and provide, you know, some guidance and some expertise around co-parenting. So we have a special guest, yes, sir, uh, joining us today. So real quick, let me just bring in this special guest. Um, Her name is Susie Miller. Um, Susie is a divorce strategist, public speaker, and trainer. Um, She's featured on Radio 4 Women's Hour, The Daily Mall, The C5s, The Vanessa Show. Nice. And she's the creator of the UK's first divorce fairs. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Susie has also been a TEDx speaker and works internationally helping divorced families evolve from broken families, right? Nice, yeah. nice, good stuff. Um, and then helping them also evolve into extended families by showing them how to avoid costly court battles and use peace as their weapon of choice. So thank you for joining the thank show you, today, Susie. Susie. Thank welcome. you, Susie. Welcome. Welcome to the Lame welcome, Show. Thank you, Susie. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So you show you much love from across the pond. Across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. So how's the, uh, so Susie, how's the lockdown been over there? Um, it's, it's, I think the hardest part for people, um, and sorry to draw a parallel with divorce so quickly, is pe- it's the confusion and not knowing when it will end and not trusting the system and realising that no one seems to know what they're doing. Um, a bit like dealing with a family law system sometimes. So it's very it's very stressful, I think. I think the, the big thing for people will be, over the next year, will be a, a lot of mental health stress issues. And, of course, that's going to hit families even harder also causing more divorces i'm sure um yeah i mean i i'm always a bit there's a lot of press thing about like every january that's divorce month and that kind of stuff but i think people there's it's pretty regular the amount of people that get divorced uh it might just happen in glitches here and uh, sort of blocks here and there but i do think the the added stress could make the divorces a lot harder to keep it peaceful shall we say because more Stressed people are more angry, the more upset, the more you know stuck somewhere where you don't want to be with somebody, and you got the kids screaming. It, it's not going to help make things peaceful. Have you ever? Do you think it's possible for a couple to successfully parent their children when they're on the verge of divorce or ready for divorce, and still take care of their children? I was once told by a, a parenting expert that you are, when you're going through family breakup, whether you're legally married or, or, or not, because there's, 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 there's plenty of both, shall we say, um, right. the, the, prob- the pressures are the same. And 
the issue is that you you actually can't parent fun, you can't function well as a human being never mind parent and then to try and co-parent with someone who you associate with perhaps fear and a lot of stress so it's the for me it was a time in my life where I, I realized I couldn't just do everything on my own and I think the key is and that's what great's great about like shows like yours is encouraging people to get information to to not just sit there and try and make it all work on their own because it's actually impossible it's, it's too much for any one person alone and you have to find a support network and people and systems and organizations who can help you okay yeah no so so Susie my situation um, you know, my wife and I were married about 17 years before we got divorced. Um, mm. We have, you know, two grown children now. One's 21, um, one's 15, about to be 16. And I feel we've done a really good job um, of co-parenting, right? Um, we've, we've, you know, opened up the lines of communication. You know, we're, we're constantly, you know, um, having each other's back if there's any kind of um, discrepancies about the kids. Um, I really am interested in, you know, like you said, learning more and continuing to have a great co-parenting relationship. Is there anything, any advice you would give someone like me who's got, you know, older children? Um, you know, I've, I've been divorced now for several years um, and I'm just trying to, you know, keep our co-parenting situation progressing in, the, in a positive direction. Good question. I will, I will definitely answer that question, but I would really encourage you to continue doing what you're doing, which is sharing that story. Because what you lack when you're in the middle of it, so what... Let me just preface what I'm saying. When I said you can't do the job well, that's when you're right in the thick of it. Um, and that's where you need the support. But going forwards, but even to get through that, the, the, you need to have good role models. And when we look at you know famous people, they're not usually great role models for co-parenting. <laughs> no, no, no. So, no, so no, no. More, more role models like yourself and, and, and the rest of the gang there just going, yeah, it's tough, it's hard, but whatever their journey, this is what you can make it work. And I think it's such an important message. A lot of people just think that's how it's going to be forever because she's a nightmare, he's a narcissist and all the usual <laughs> stuff. And they think that's it. And they kind of give up inside themselves. So I think the key thing is to find inspiration and good mentors and believe that no matter how much of a nightmare your co-parent might be right then, that actually you can make it work. So in my own experience, um, I thought I would never trust him again and all the usual stuff that you have when, you, when you're very hurt and in a, in a breakup. But uh, he's earned my respect, my children's dad, over the years in a way that if you'd have told me that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. So it's, it's a lot of the, uh, I'm sure you, you would agree with me with this, it's holding that space, that possibility for the other parent to be their better self, even when they're not, actually responding like that at the time and to do that takes a lot of um per, i think a, quite a bit of personal work you need to be really strong and solid in yourself but you also need to have very very clear boundaries and that answer your question now fully is when you're going forwards and keep that maintain that relationship is putting in structures that keep polite healthy boundaries and there are some great online tools that actually help people to do that, which I'm sure you've, you've probably come across, maybe even even use some of them. Uh, the one question I wanted to ask you, when uh, a marriage happens, I think mm -hmm. uh, women take on the approach of we faster than men. Like we, we are a unit. We do this together. Mm -hmm. When divorce happens, there's a separation. And I think there's a separation of thought because that mom thinks mo a lot of times, 
these are my children. I gave birth to these children and I have the final say on everything. Now, from a father's perspective, who is trying to be more of a teen now that the marriage is over, mm-hmm. how would you deal with, how would you, what are some tips you can give to a father who is trying to gain that woman's, that mother's trust? Because I don't want to say yeah. woman, because mothers are different. Mothers are ready to fight the devil, God, at the same time <laughs> for their children. Right. And the daddy at the same time. So what tips can you give? Well, some uh, tips I was giving to to a dad actually uh, this week on, on the, in the same situation was um, there's some great resources. Have you come across uh, Our Family Wizard, the uh, online diary, which is, uh, I believe Brad Pitt's using that as well with, with Andrew DeJoli, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's better than using trying to use Google, uh, Google Share Calendar. Because when things are difficult, the communication, just imagine when you've got um, your to-be or uh, or ex-wife, because you've done the divorce, but the co-parenting still goes on, and you're thinking, oh, wouldn't it be lovely if I never had to get that sinking feeling when I get a text right. or a, an email or a Facebook message? Because you can go, just do it in the app, do it in the, you know, you, you send them a link, <laughs> get them to sign up, <laughs> and then all the organisation about, kids holidays who's with who you channel it through this um specially designed platform as other cool things it does as well but even just on that basis so it creates a, a safer space and reduces the risk it even has a tonometer on it uh which which it tells you if it thinks that the way you've worded something might be a little bit edgy and you oh, might wow. want to think a tone on it so, so, so clever and there's um lovely guy, uh they've been around um for years our family wizard and um and I, it's like one of the parenting resources i put in my free app for people and encourage them but straight away it starts to, to helps you start to put in some boundaries of the way you communicate um uh, get clear on what you do agree on which you know school holidays or whatever it also means you don't miss out on things like parents evenings because it's in there and it also is really really good if the other person is messing you about or making false claims so Sometimes I'll be talking with a dad and I'll say, you know, I don't want to be depressive, but because of her behavior so far, you may find you suddenly start getting claims of, oh, he doesn't really want to see the children. He's made no effort. And it's suddenly it's he says, she says, but if you've got a diary that shows clearly, (laughs) you you know, that you've wanted to do all these things and she's the one who hasn't gone in and and authorized it or said anything, a a court can look at that and go, it's pretty obvious what's going on here. Right. So it's also a, quite a good way when you do have a difficult person to to kind of um, make sure that they can't get away with some bad behaviour um, right up front rather than waiting for it to happen. Um, and there's another really good one, which is uh, he's an American guy um, uh, who I, I met online recently. He was recommended to me. He had a horrific divorce with his uh, daughter a very difficult ex-wife and real challenges in seeing his daughter so he's now uh, which he managed to resolve in uh, by being very patient and determined and putting in boundaries but what he did was he created uh, some software called split smart which i also linked to in, in my best way to divorce app and it's got um you can create your own parenting plan your co-parenting plan which is obviously very useful before you divorce but also afterwards and then ongoing so you get makes you think through all the things you agree on 
and you can print it off right here we are all the things we do agree on because there must be something wow, I love and then that. Yeah, something awesome. and then there'll be all the things you perhaps don't agree on which is how long that you have them over christmas and what day they come there and all these little things which mm. can cause huge amount of, of misery and of course the kids get stuck in the middle so um and then i always say don't worry if you don't agree on everything because you never will but then you've kind of got this analytical list of areas that you've discussed on the software you don't have to speak to each other this is key um but you're still communicating and then go and work sit with a mediator and susie and susie what's through. the name of that platform again that's called Split Smart, and again, it's it's in the in the welcome pack in the best way to divorce app, which is a free a free app on any phone that you've got. Okay. Okay. So I, I always I so often direct people there immediately and say go and look, and they're cheap as chips, and there's a discount code and all of that stuff. But basically, if you start, if you put those kind of use those tools well right from the beginning, it immediately starts to put you more in control of the situation because if you just if you spend all your time trying to be nice and do the right things and this works for the mums as well as the dads because there's always someone in the relationship who perhaps is a bit more of has more control shall we say then um you're in danger of just having no boundaries and then actually you've got your only yourself to blame when they start behaving really badly because basically you've let them possibly for years and and uh, and it's a lesson that we all have to learn it's like oh actually i need to start standing up for myself here you've got to do it in kind of clever ways that are reasonable and helpful but very clear so if you've got a parent co-parent who's being difficult and people go well what if he doesn't or she or he doesn't use it i go well then they're not going to be able to talk about the kids are they hi susie this is drew Hello, Drew. I have a quick question for you. So I was married for 15 years, got divorced, but my ex and I, we have a great co-parenting relationship. Excellent. But I have friends who are not blessed to have a good co-parenting relationship with their ex, and Mm. they want to change that and make it a better situation. What do you say to the guy who, or girl, or lady, who would like a better relationship with their ex, but it's not happening for them right now? How do they change that to go from a bad relationship to a good co-parenting relationship well obviously even with the best tools in the world that's not going to do it on its own so the most important thing like everything is life is 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 focusing on what you want to achieve and don't worry if you start laughing because it seems completely impossible and ridiculous (laughs) and and a lot of the work i do i do with clients is is helping them to look forwards and imagine what what to them is a good co-parenting relationship and it might be simply that they can do the changeover without a bitchy comment or just feeling sick. <laughs> so, you know, you, they have to actually make visualize what they want. Because let's face it, happy families, you know, come around for Christmas and come in for a drink is in many cases not, not realistic. So the first thing is to work out what does that mean to you to have a good co-parenting relationship? Because it's going to be completely different from family to family. But unless you get clarity on that, you don't know what you're aiming for. So that's the first thing that, right. that needs to be done. And don't just try and copy other people and look at inspirational people like you guys and think, oh, that, you know, I'm failing because I haven't done that. My, my message to any parents who, who might be thinking that is, you know, every, every parent co-parenting relationship is like every relationship. There is no set formula that says this is good, this is bad. You know it's good if you can get on with your life and you don't feel like you're carrying a load on your back. You feel it. you, it's not messing up your life. And the other reason, and of course the most important one is that your kids, you know, all they want is for you to be happy 
and respectful to each other, really. And okay. um, so that, you know, the, the, the basic line of, for a good co-parenting relationship isn't that high, actually, but it can seem impossible when, you, when you're in a very difficult situation because you get caught up in all the, all the um, years of practice of being angry with each other and Got you have it. to find ways to break that. So my second advice to people would be work with a really good coach who knows about triggering and and they might be um you know not not necessarily a therapist. It could, you want someone who's helping you looking forwards and understands hey, how people are triggered and how you can learn to see that and stop that because you've got to change your own behaviour and then miraculously you'll find that the other person doesn't have that effect on you anymore and things start to hey, Susie. be better. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, um, this is Daniil. Uh, how you doing? Hi, Daniil. Hi, how are you? I have a question uh, for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. So what, what if a friend has a pretty decent co-parenting situation, but there is distance between where he is and where his, his, uh, his child is at, right? So um, in... In the, in the course of the relationship, um, one parent is for gaming and playing v- video games and other parents mm-hmm. are kind of against it. So my friend feels like, you know, his child should be able to play video games because in the games, you can actually be on the microphone and interact with him. So you're both kind yeah. of playing the game at the same time. But the other parent might feel like gaming is a distraction and it causes a source of a uh, conflict. And you want to be supportive, but at the same time, you understand it's a way for you to interact with your child. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I used to be a quite very anti, you know, my kids didn't get telly for years. I put oh, it in yeah. the garage. <laughs> and, and then computers yeah. came along. Susie so got, got told, I hate you. Don't get me, so mom. Just, so, but having said that now, I, I see it very differently. Um, one thing, one of the first things I tell someone who's, who's stressing about the co-parenting is, there's a h- harsh fact of life, but right. actually it works out to be a good thing, is, and that is that what happens in mommy's house is different to what happens in daddy's house. Different rules. Really? And the kids can learn that very quickly. And my God, will they use them against... Really <laughs> 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 into that. Yeah. So, and that's where the communication's important because even if it's through an app or, on your phone and that's the only communication you have, to just to go, um, you know... Uh, this is the bedtimes that we have um, and they're in the diary. So when they're saying, well, daddy lets me slay up till this, they've right. only got a pop in there and go, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I, can right. see, I can see in the diary what your routine is. Um, and so it's, it's um, but it is about accepting that it's different. And I think children are so resilient and what they need is consistency. So um, what they do not need is judgment from one parent against another. That's now, a, that's a good point, Susie. How kids yeah. are so resilient and persistent. Um, you know, as long as you keep keep it the same, you don't change around, and they they get used to this is how it is here. This ha- this is how it is there. Now, if your child is coming back from the other parent, and I did have uh, a friend this happened to, the father would let the the children watch films that really were. A, a, above the age range they should be watching them and of course the little boy seemed fine and there he is with his dad watching it but he'd come home and for the next three nights when he's back with his mom he'd be having nightmares of waking up and and it was very difficult because he i think he thought she was just making it up or being difficult because he didn't see that because he only had them for the weekend it was just really complicated so it, it can be tricky so you just have to start with the child 
because each child will be different. Right. So some child doing the gaming and stuff could be great. Another could be driving the mum mad, say if, if it was that way around, because they wanted to be on it and they felt angry. And it's and that's where parental communication is so important because whatever your relationship with the co-parent and this is again if you've laid this out in your your split smart parenting plan for example you've had these discussions you've agreed to disagree on certain things but you need to help support the other parents say like even though i disagree with this here i'm i'm happy for you that's that's what your dad you you do that with your dad and it's fine there but you're not doing it here and then if if there's an argument to get the other parent to go yeah, to just be sort of, this is what we have agreed as parents. It doesn't matter that you're doing different things, but you're both on board with that. So, so Susie, what, what about if, uh, you know, kids kids want to see mom and dad back together, right? I mean, how does how does that work? How does that mix the excellent co-parenting question. relationship? Good question. You know, like, excellent, excellent question. Kids always want to see their mom and dad. Well, I should say a lot of kids might want to see their mom and yeah. dad together. They want They see the co-parenting is working well. There may be a situation where there's some arguing and fighting and, you know, there was some disconnect. But now mom and dad are on it. Right. They're, they have each other's yeah. back. They're working together. You know, they're, they're 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 exchanging. They're talking. Things are great. Mom and dad, you guys should get back together. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> well, yeah, I, late. I, I, t- I think they can go through a phase of that. But again, what they want is their parents to be happy. So if they can see both of you happy in your own lives separate, even if you haven't got new partners, then they will accept that. But they they will have a strong urge. So they might suggest you the, the other parent comes and I've had this, you know, why why doesn't dad come with on holiday with us? Or uh things yes, like that. And I've, yes, but yes. I've, I've, what do you but do with that? And I've explained so and you know, and I thought about it and I went through it on thinking, no way. And then I thought, well, you actually, you know, he could I don't want him staying in the same building anywhere near me you can hang out with him sometimes of the day and we can have dinner together in the restaurant i could do that that's right. okay yeah. so you're fine you've got to fight you've got to be and just be honest with them um you know you're it's not that you don't like the other person anymore you're not friends with them it's just they're not the person you choose to hang out with i think it's very difficult where the problem comes is where one of the couple really does really still want to be with the other parent oh. and the children will pick Ooh. up on that mm. and I, um i do have a question about terminology over here when the when a, a married couple they separate they're no longer husband and wife so the mother might say my baby father dad might say my baby my baby mother my baby mama in london do they say my baby mum? <laughs> but i think that we should take on your i, I love that i think it's really nice. <laughs> oh we might have put that t-shirt it's official like hey i'm no longer married i got a baby mum. <laughs> and uh no, no I, th- I think it works for you and and because we are as i say there are no broken families there are only extended families ah, I like that. That. learning to manage that extended family is quite a skill you know it's not easy Ooh, and I, when I, you I, new I, person coming in so you know the p- hardest job of all is the new step parent right that's, wow, that's the question i was going to ask you topic, so you said yeah. that's an extended family now yeah. that man or that woman considers that ex family but, but when a new person comes in and mm-hmm. they have their own set of standards and new rules mm-hmm. how do you navigate that because it, that person especially if they get remarried so you're talking about taking everybody to the theme park 
Yeah. So how? What Step advice dad, would you give dad, to, to a mom, mom or dad? Stepmom. Everybody playing in the pool together. <laughs> that well, says don't pee in the we pool. are an extended family, but when they yeah. remarry and that new spouse doesn't want that ex. I'm part of the family along, uh, tag along How do you handle vacation. that? I don't want to see my ex's new man in his speedo. So, yeah. so not right. not extended family for you. I'd be bigger I than you. No, I don't think so. But, and, but Susie, before you answer that question, how yeah. soon after your divorce or when you're dating do you introduce your children to your new uh, person that you're dating? Before we even get to the step parenting. P particularly women will do this they'll go uh, when they're sort of making an agreement when you split and informally saying you yeah, know well if you meet anyone else you know they, they usually have this three-month rule and i always go <laughs> i way. think i had that conversation <laughs> i think we all had that conversation <laughs> it didn't work out though i'm but not sure how right out the window i think the intent was good <laughs> i always go he won't do it though will he He'll meet someone and go, oh, they're a new love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. So Slow down breaks, that's what he's going to do, isn't it? And they're like, yes. Uh, so, so don't set yourself up for a fight right from the beginning, except that's going to. So look at how is that going to happen. So my, my example might say, sound extreme, but it's it, it worked really well for me. So when my, like, I was lucky that my father's, the person he married was it was probably about three years on which had given me some healing time which was good so if it had been straight away it would have been i think i would have found this difficult but by the time she came on the scene we were having big issues with our co-parenting he wasn't in a good place i was having to put in very big boundaries and it was really to be blunt a bit shit so when she turned up i'm like oh thank god there's someone to look after the children properly when when they go and see him so there's three of them. So it's, there's, you know, it's a lot to take on. He wasn't in a good place at that time. And so I totally saw the benefits. She was gobsmacked because her parents had had a horrific divorce and uh, and she couldn't understand why I was so nice to her. And I'm like, welcome. <laughs> you know? At one point, they, they lived in the same street for six months. They rented a house. So the kids could run backwards and forwards. And you know, you I didn't have to like pack a bag for them. They could just come and get things. So I just saw this, for me, was really useful. And um, and she was also, she's, well, still is, she's, um, they're not together anymore. But she's still part of our extended family. So mm. you're not allowed to leave. It's like the Hotel for California. No. So <laughs> when she's part of the family, you're part of the family and so uh, you know my daughter still keeps in contact with her we, we whatsapp sometimes because she's a lovely lady and lovely. um so i i genuinely do believe that you are all one family as we all are really in the whole world but and mm. we, we play that out in our family lives and you know if she was dangerous unkind obviously it would be a different matter but you just look at that person and you go are my kids safe with them and then you do everything you can to be welcoming and helpful. And that doesn't mean you go around and have dinner with each other. But we did, you know, one Christmas, she said, can, can we have the kids for Christmas morning? Because she wanted that whole presence thing mm -hmm. and she didn't have to do her own. And I thought, mm, I don't know, I've always kept them for Christmas morning. And I, I was quite not too keen on it. And then I thought about it. And so we came up with a solution. So I went around there Christmas Eve with the kids and we all stayed over. And the best part is that after we'd had dinner, I went out with all my friends, had a lovely time out, free of the children for the whole evening while they babysat, right. went mm -hmm. back, fell asleep on their sofa, 
woke up in the morning and we all shared that lovely thing with the kids with the Christmas presents in the morning. Wow, that's crazy. That's gangster. That's so awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Susie, that means you have friends. <laughs> a lot of women don't have friends. It feel weird. At first, I remember thinking, is this weird? Is this weird? And you've got to remember that other people, the way they react, um, that's your biggest problem. The more, I don't know if you found this, the more successfully you co-parent in that you're happy, the kids are happy, that's, that's, that is success. I find that other people do some, some people struggle with it. They go, they say it's weird, they don't understand it, and they actually feel frightened about it because they go, when well, I couldn't do that. And, and they feel threatened by it. And I, I don't know if you've had that, but I've definitely had a lot of that. And you just have to kind of get over that and know that, that some people do find it challenging because of their own life experiences. But hey, it's your life and your family, so it really doesn't matter about them. That's awesome. Agreed. So, Susie, as we get to wind the show down here, can you uh, just give us and the listeners just some last parting words here, some words of wisdom, words of advice from across the pond? Just, just it, you know, whether you're UK, USA, wherever you are, um, your children are the most amazing thing you've ever created. And when you find yourself bitching about the other parent, Never, ever do that anywhere near your children. And they can hear a long way because mm -hmm. you harm them deeply. Mm -hmm. Just a fact. But more importantly, think about, uh, stop yourself for a minute and go, I chose that person to have my children with. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> right, right. There was, there was probably something in there, that, uh, something good and lovely and beautiful in them that I was reacted to. Why don't I remember that? and think about that little part. Now, that doesn't mean I want to live with them and be with them anymore, but just remember the, the beautiful part of their soul because it's there, otherwise you wouldn't have had children with them. Exactly. And every time you look at those children, you have to think that they are half that other person. Good point. So you have to love the other person as well because otherwise you're denying half of your own children. That's tough right. to remember. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Susie. We really appreciate you joining us on The Lame Show. The lame show. I just have uh, one of the questions for Susie. If people want to get in contact with you and ask you questions, how can they contact you? They pop into um, the best way to divorce. Easy to remember. I'll put that in the app store. Download it for free. And there's a free chat group and they can uh, leave a message in there for me. And as well as lots of parenting stuff, I can then point them at so they don't have awesome. to. That is awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for listening to The Lame Show. Check out past episodes on your favorite podcast platform. Smash that download button. Smash it. Hit the subscribe. Hit it. And leave us a comment. Also, you can interact with us on all social media platforms. And if you want to buy us a drink to support the show, head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash The Lame Show. We're now accepting sponsorship for as little as $5 a drink or 10 bucks a month. Thanks awesome. again. Thanks right. for joining the Lame, lame show. show. Thanks. Lame Thank show, you. lame show.